0: This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam.
1: Hello. Hello. And welcome to this episode of Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property. So it's just us three today, yay! yay. Um, but <laughs> I feel like I'm quite pleased because the topic we want to talk about is hot off the press um, from a situation that's cropped up over the last uh, and I think is just going to engage so many of our listeners uh, in property who can relate to it and the topic is none other than cowboy builders, right? no no boys no just me just me talking about it or you joining joining
0: oh no 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 cowboy builders um I think we've got plenty of um stories to talk about today
1: yeah Yeah, because we talked about builders in episode six do you remember when we first um launched the podcast but we didn't I think we just talked about in fact I think we were dangerously informative I think we were talking about what makes working relationships with builders good and how you find a good builder and how we found ours and stuff but Shall I tell the story of what's happened this week? So we've just got a starter for 10 and then we can all just talk about it. I think so.
2: And I think there's definitely. a chance it
0: could be slightly informative as well, but
1: yeah.
2: just
0: go with it.
1: You're right. No,
2: well, I
0: think if people know about cowboy builders, they want to know the kind of things that can happen yeah. to basically try and avoid them from happening. But they'll say when it does happen, what on earth can you do about it? Um, I think that's potentially informative. But you know what? That's the stuff that people really need to know
1: yeah and also how do you get anything? out
0: of a hole without digging an even deeper one
1: well this is it because and to me this is the real human side of property because your emotional but also like legal and sort of like actual knowledge your intelligence has to come in so and that's what i've learned this week so the, like i mean god bless it wasn't one of my sort of properties <laughs> but what happened was my best friend um is having a double side extension to her house And had gone away on holiday and had appointed a contractor um, to do the works. And this particular contractor had an absolutely shiny website, had won awards, um, you know, looked like it was all singing and dancing. The website was incredible. And they'd done the due diligence, looked on different, you know, compare the construction industry websites. Everything seemed to be stacking up. Um, put everything seemed to be okay it was a bit slow to start with um, you know they were a bit delayed with works but in the main they were progressing and so she went away on holiday for two weeks because she was just desperate to get away as so many people are post-pandemic uh, with the kids so unfortunately she came home to find that two of the laborers that had been working on site had been dossing in her house for a week. Uh, So not only had they trespassed on the property, they'd actually moved in. They uh, slept in all of the family beds, They had smoked in all of the rooms, they had left beer cans, they'd gone to the toilet, wiped themselves with kitchen roll, left it in the bin, which then attracted a MAGA infestation. They stole priceless jewelry because it had sentimental value. Uh, And the worst bit, and this is the bit that really creeps me out the most, is they'd actually foraged through her underwear drawer. And she says to me, "This this is just brilliant. She's like, Jo, I'm a married woman, of you know like and I've got two kids my sexy underwear you've got to dig deep to find it do you know what I mean like day to day I'm wearing my Bridget Jones comfy underwear so they had literally dug deep in her underwear drawer to get to the sexy good stuff spread it out all over the bed and relieved themselves sexually all over it I mean that
2: that just doesn't bear thinking about the people would actually do that
1: But doesn't it like, I've never heard anything like this before. For me, there's like the classic situation where a builder downs tools or there's a dispute over the quality of work or the quality of materials or the delay of a time scale projects. All of that stuff. This, you know, this is next level. Like Mm. I've never known anything like it. So, you know, me being in property, the first thing I did was like, oh oh my God, like who is this trader? Looked them up on Companies House. The company had only been trading since October last year, which was a red flag instantly to me. But at the same time, seemed legit in so many other ways. And I can understand how she fell foul of this particular individual. But then where'd you go next? Because this is complicated because this has a criminal element to it. But what it also did for me, It got me schooled up on what you actually do, what you can do, what your rights are when this and if this happens to you um, when you're doing a project, a construction project. So I've learned heaps. And you know what? The first thing I would say is get in touch with Citizens Advice. They are amazing and they tell you what your rights are, because I I think that the the feeling is out there that you would just want to sack off the builder, get it done and um, get rid of that person and bring yeah. in somebody else. If you do that, you actually forfeit your rights to take any subsequent action against said trader. So that was the first thing I learned. And since then, I've just been on like a rabbit warren of, of research and discovery about what you can actually do from a, getting the job done, but also financial compensation as well. So, but can we just talk first and foremost about, holy fuck, how does that happen?
2: <laughs> I can not I can't actually believe that it has happened. It's just so
0: You can't so, you can't write stuff. this stuff. Yeah, you, you think you've heard everything and then and then um you know someone goes and does that
1: and wanks all over your undies. Like it, what? It's made, yeah. It's, it's like something <laughs> you hear about
2: in a movie or
1: something.
0: Exactly. And and um so these these two laborers, um, were they employed by the, the contractor? Was the contractor aware they were staying in the house?
1: Okay, so this is where it's got messy. So um this guy is clearly a charlatan because when it first came to my mate's attention, um, he, the, the, the manager, the the construction boss came round, it's his firm. And he said, I had absolutely no idea played the role perfectly said oh this was such a shock I I, I actually don't know what to say to you guys obviously I will compensate you for the damage of the beds and the couches and the dining table and you know the loss of his offer in writing all of this that he will compensate but um, it then and this only came to light this week because this all happened last week it only came to light this week that actually he did know so two of his workforce completely separate laborers Uh, have uh, been mistreated by him and have chosen to blow the whistle on him. So Mm -hmm. took it upon themselves to go round to my friend's house and just say, you need to know that he was made aware because we, when we were working on your job alongside these other two, alerted him to it and he did nothing about it. And what he had assured my friend was that he had dismissed the two laborers involved. He hadn't. And these two other laborers, when they went round and blew the whistle, said all he's done is put them on another job. So now then what do you do? So the way I see it is there's two separate things here. There's obviously like the job getting done and how do you handle the builder going forward to to ensure that you're following the right steps. But then there's the criminal side of it and getting the police involved to make sure that those two individuals are compensated. So what they are, are, you know, brought to justice. So those two laborers that moved into the house also brought two friends around that were nothing to do. With the project they just all moved in and had a jolly so there's four in question and what's brilliant is with the ring doorbell footage from next door and hers they've uh, got video evidence so that's on the on the criminal side of things i think yeah those those two individuals or four individuals they're gonna they're gonna meet their comeuppance kind of
2: thing that was going to be my question how does she know which two it
0: was that and, in and how did they there? how did she find out about it yeah that, that was my question did she come home and there were four people in the house
1: well, obviously, the house is trash. That was how she knew. But um, it came to light from the footage that as to who it was and when they were doing it. And her dad had been driving past the property over the, you know, just to make sure it was fine, just because that's what dads do when you're on holiday yeah. and saw lights on and then had alerted the police to it whilst they were uh, in the house. And yeah, that's why they weren't there the full two weeks. They were only there the, the, the one week because they got collared so um so that's that so i feel like that part will just naturally take its run its course through the legal system but then where does this cowboy builder sit because if he knew and gave consent for them to just crack on because who cares kind of thing he's obviously now criminally implicated in that situation as well so i then was unsure criminally where Mm. how that will be you know how he will be brought to justice but then there's also the she's got a big hole in the side of her house, how does she then handle this situation? So what she was advised by um, Citizens Advice is that if she pulls him off the job now without making uh, any attempt to reach amicable resolution, then she forfeits the right to go after him for any form of financial compensation or to take him to, to any form of accountability or arbitration. She just can't. So you have, yeah. to, you have to go through that first. And there's loads of different ways you can do that. And, you know, well, I mean, that's to do with whether they're affiliated with a, an accountability body like Master Builders or the National Federation of Builders, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if you're looking into that. Um, but you've also got tra- trading standards can get involved. Mm-hmm. as well you can alert them to it too but what i also didn't realize and this is where i rang around every single investor buddy that i knew um, just to kind of say like have you ever heard of anything like this before and if so what did you do about it and they all said the same thing is like you kind of have to work it out with this person first and if you can't reach resolution then you can issue what's called a deadlock letter pull them off the job and then go and find somebody else to do the job the issue with that is how are you going to find somebody Post-pandemic, where all the trades are tied up, towards the end of the summer, where basically everyone's committed to ensure that you get all this, this hole in the side of your house sorted before the winter months set in. So she's got that challenge as well. So is it the better, the devil, you know, because you've got, we've got it in writing that this person's going to compensate you and find a way to work forward. Cause actually the laborers on the ground, aside from those two troublemakers, the existing workforce that are on it now are really good as gold and cannot believe this has happened and are checking in on mm. her and making sure she's okay. So she's in this rock and a hard place situation (laughs) so now the way she's playing it is she's going to try and reach an amicable amicable resolution with this person if they screw up one more time they then breach the amicable resolution and then she can appoint somebody else um it just means she's probably got to put up the hole inside of her house for a few weeks slash months um then she she can go after them yeah
2: whilst all this is going on she can she's still in the background making sure all the legal things are done right so she can still take them to court
1: for this? Yeah, she can take them to court. You can go small claims court depending on the amount of money that's involved, but this is a fairly decent whack of money. So it's bigger than a small claims court claim. Um, You can go through a higher claim court proceeds uh, as well. There's loads of guidance online around that. Um, but um, actually, because the police are involved, I think that's going to be leading the first kind mm-hmm. of, you know, holding him to account sort of side of things. But what was someone, I phoned one of our investor mates, actually, and they had a similar thing where somebody broke into a car, um, stole some of their own stuff, and also was like broke into um, one of their units and stayed there for a while. And what they did was they contacted Checker Trade, who they had found said trader through. Yeah. And Checker Trade got in contact with them saying, oh, why have you scored them so low? What's happened? Blah, 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 and that. But what also happened as a result of that is other people came out of the woodwork going, this happened to me, this happened to me. And it built like an army of evidence against that trader so that there were other voices which made their case so much stronger. So it, so, one thing she's doing is going on all of the, different, you know, trust a trader, check a trade, hoppy, um, you know, w- w- trader, which trader, all that sort of stuff um rated people to to just basically see if this person's listed because if they are then she can do she can go through those motions as well but holy shit like oh my god and then if you want financial compensation so you've got the whole trading standards you know professional misconduct side of thing and that's 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 professional standards but also breaking the law and then on the other side you've got well how do I get my money back and so that you can go through um if you've Pay for it on a credit card. You can obviously claim stuff under Section seventy five, yeah. which basically means where your lender underwrites any losses. Uh, but also, um, you can go through the financial ombudsman, which was quite interesting, and you can start a, a, an arbitration process through them. I didn't think that would be an option, but that's okay. Yeah, and then it's on the, pa- the property ombudsman. Yeah, well, there's there's no property ombudsman. If you if you've got a prop- if you've got a problem on the property side, it falls under the consumer ombudsman because right. it's, it's a product or service that you are consuming. So you would go through the consumer ombudsman mm-hmm. for for redress. Uh, so that was another thing I learned as well. I was like, God, this is, there's lots of different ways you can follow up. Um, but her dilemma was like, do I keep them on the job um, and go through this sort of like, you know, almost sort of get her money's worth. Do you know what I mean? Like until she finds another uh you know appointed trader to, to take over the works and just play the game almost and then sack them off or do you just would that look if you know they're a rogue trader and then this was you're going through a court process and they said well if they were that bad why did you keep them on kind of thing like she might be sort of shooting her own foot then
2: yeah. um
1: but according to mm-hmm. citizens advice the way to go is to try and reach amicable resolution and then if they forfeit that then you yeah. are back in the driving seat and you can take them to task however you deem fit.
2: There's also the, the concern, though, that if they're such shoddy builders that the work that they're doing is going to have to all be redone anyway.
1: Well, this is, the, uh, this, this is what makes it so weird. The, the work is excellent. The work, she's like, I can't even complain. It's been a bit slow. But the actual quality of the job, because our husband's in the trade, right. is excellent. And so they I, can't hold them on yeah. that
0: no so it's it's just been it's been conduct rather than anything else yeah. um it's it's the how it's been gone gone about uh, it sounds like the the boss has just thought oh, it's kind of these lads being lads um yeah, I, yeah, I don't have the time to go and sort it and thought, yeah, and obviously didn't take it as seriously as he should have done um and it, it seems like he's just been caught out in a lie um and is he a rogue 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 trader or is he a rogue you know trader is, yeah, there's different differing levels of rogue trader spectrum of yeah is he just someone who's just made a miss yeah, a misjudgment or is he just someone
2: that just doesn't know how to manage people and rather than dealing with the situation that the- the guys were doing just ignore it and hope it'll go away
1: do you know what my instinct says no i think he's a rogue 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 trader the reason i say that is his company under this trading arm had only been going since october this year but the boy's been in the trade for 50 years that seems highly suspect to me the website just looks so slick and so swish and so established um and just it's it's when we're trying to verify what it what it says. It's a member of like X, Y, Z, you know, um, association yeah. and professional body, and we're verifying that. I would probably lay money on the fact that he's not a member of any of those, but it looks good. And the fact that he lied when he went round there was like, my heart is broken. In my 50 years, I've never seen anything like this. It was a full performance, but actually, he yeah. did know and gave consent and had two trade two um labourers come on, want to blow the whistle on him and actually take it upon themselves to go round to my friend's house and blow the whistle, not because they were, had any benefit from doing so, because there's only two of them. They couldn't possibly take on a job of that size of the, yeah. for themselves to just say the heat you've been mistreated, as have we. That is a rogue, 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 rogue trade, yeah. Ever, right? Yeah. So obviously I can't name and shame him now, but once this has been settled and once everything the dust is settled and things have been resolved, I will be because I just think it's disgusting.
0: Rogue traders revisited episode. I hear. Yeah, let's do up. it. Yeah,
1: let's do
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's. Um, I'm still
2: shocked by, by what has happened. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. It's the. We had we had something. Um, um similar to actually not not similar at all but um having an an issue with one of our like one of our first larger was our first commercial conversion we did and we had a contractor who essentially we had been using a um, one particular contractor for uh, quite a few projects and we'd fallen out of love with his plumber and we said if you can replace your plumber we'll use you because he was really good he was a great carpenter and he he got stuff done and um uh, and he had some really good members of his team apart from this plumber who was just an absolute nightmare which has caused no end of problems the years after it's all finished as you can probably imagine um so we, um, we gave him one last one last job and we said okay as long as it's not that plumber you can have the job and he said no he won't be on the site and then two weeks later they start who's a plumber on site you know it's it's the guy we don't want to so, say um that that was his last straw obviously he's got that contract so he completed it uh and we kind of just yeah and, and that's the one which gives us loads of issues um like and we, we kept the entire retainer because we're like this is fixing plumbing issues we sent another plumber and it cost us the retainer to fix it so he's like you're not getting that and he didn't really have a leg to stand on but then um, then we, this, this final, this job, which we were, well, he wanted, we said, no, you can't, you can't have it now. Sorry. You, you, you promised us something and you didn't deliver it and uh, we're going to give it to someone else. So we did, so we did some research trying to find a new, new um, contractor and uh, we were looking to tank the basement. So we was speaking to, we had a recommendation for somebody who could tank a basement. So that person came re- recommended through um, an investor co- colleague um, and then we, he, he had a builder that he worked with and he said, actually, yes, we can put the whole build together for you. Um, and so we chatted with that guy and he seems really good. My dad, he's, in, he's um, an engineer went round and we met him. He's like, yeah, seems really good. Um, uh, but then he just got really busy and got a big job and then couldn't go on it. So this, the guy that did the tanking said, I actually worked with another guy. Um, and by this point we were, we were a few months in with this building sitting empty um, we was like we were starting to get a bit desperate about getting the work started. Um, so at this point we kind of met the guy and we didn't really do any double checks on on the builder um, and um, we, we, we started works and um, it was that th- there was a price, but then there was always a reason why we couldn't get get the final costings. It was always a bit this you yeah, bit of money up, bit of money here, a bit of money there and and we um, kind of got to a point where, the you know the building had come down like essentially all the internals had come out and they'd said that they basically pointed out all the issues with it and had taken out the internal walls without our consent oh, and because yeah. they said they're too they're too um flimsy which they were to be fair they were flimsy but they didn't necessarily have to take them down they make, make, were potential other solutions um but basically what it meant was um he had we paid him a decent amount of money to just take our building down um to to demolish this build the the inside of this building um and um yeah we're starting to get a few red flags we were like okay well we're kind of in in this far now let's let's see how far we let's see how we how we go started drip feeding some more money and it started to add up and we're just like well this is starting to get close to what we want to spend on the project so um i then got in touch with uh, a project manager because we were because the last one that the, the guy that we liked had been project managing them and, and he had done okay apart from this plumber. So we we kind of trusted this guy to project manage and we thought, yeah, that's how we could do it. You know, the, the, the builder can project manage it. So we left that in his capable hand capable hands with this with this um commercial version. Um so we, we then got the project manager to come and take a look around. And um he was just he was just a bit gobsmacked because we were um yeah i i was pretty green at that at that level and um he was very gobsmacked at the the um, the state of the project and how much we'd spent for what we've got so far so um we instructed him to come in and be the eyes and ears which is always difficult when you've got a builder who's been dealing with me who then goes to and i say no you don't deal with me anymore you deal with this guy and and this guy as you can imagine they probably started they started to butt heads um, so we started to say, well, um, the project is no longer one project. There's, there's there's a phase. So you've quoted for the first phase. Um, you haven't given us a full quote for the full project because you said you couldn't. So now you're only gonna, you only got up to here. Um, but we'd already spent some money. So the project manager was saying, well, you, you need to you need to get them to finish that phase, and then get them to re-quote for the second phase and get a fixed price contract in place, which is what we ended up doing. Um, knowing full well he wasn't going to win the bid so the project manager brought in three other contractors to bid against him and and uh, he lost the contract and the day he lost the contract he um, you can imagine he's on the phone screaming effing and blinding blah, 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 blah. I'm going to do this I'm going to do that I'm going to send the boys around all, all of this we're going to come and you know take everything out as yeah as builders do oh. as just a, a very childish Okay, sorry. I painted I tarnished all builders with the same brush there.
1: Just get yeah, Retract, retract. Say, there are some
0: amazing builders out there. But this particular builder um just didn't have um the uh, he, he, he was yeah, he, he was trying to be bigger than he was, but again, was just it was just one big playground for him. This this building site. Um and essentially we managed to get him off, but the day he yeah, he um he said he was gonna do all this stuff the new contractor who won it knew the circumstances was willing to take it on halfway through, um, fenced the whole thing off, locked it all up with all of their stuff inside because they hadn't collected, they had not got it. And then we said, okay, so you can come and collect your tools on this date at this time. And we'll open the site up for you. Never turned up. So, um, yeah, they, they, they just literally walked off, um, as, as well. And thankfully I saw the, um, I, I saw it coming. So we'd been putting money at the builder's merchants um, for him to draw down and get materials, and um, I, yeah, I saw it coming. And I rang the builder's merchants. I got them. I got the money repaid, like straight away. So we got about eight grand back there. Hmm. And uh, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, we, we, because we paid this much, the project manager's like, well, you need to get your money's worth. You need to get your value out of it, and, and then get to a certain point for similar reasons what you were talking about, Joe. Yeah, about yeah, you can't just walk away because you lose any recourse um so basically yes, that's what we did we got to a certain point stringing him along a little bit because you're like yeah you're going to potentially get the second phrase and he's he's not aware of how unhappy we are to, the, to this state but obviously he isn't, he's aware that this other guy's come in who knows a lot more and actually has got 30 years of experience who's telling him what to do now and telling him how he's doing things wrong um and so we managed to get things in and building control signing things off. And as soon as it got to um kind of uh, weather tight, um, then the uh, yeah had to go.
1: God, oh, drama.
0: Yeah, so it's a similar similar story there about um because I was just like let's just walk away, let's just find the next solution, and move on, yeah. um but yeah, you know, the project manager was just like no we need to we need to manage this process well otherwise you, you could be in a worse position actually you could be yeah out of pocket a lot more, um so we need to manage the process up to a certain point and then you go but it's it that was so so stressful and I'll probably remember back then when how stressed I was at that time.
2: Yeah, and I, th- I think it's I think you. Uh, point you touched on that which is a very important part of it and you mentioned how at that point you were a bit green mm-hmm. and so it was a new process and similar with your friend joe they don't know the whole process they don't know what should be happening or what should what the process is like um so it's and and doing a construction doing a build like that a renovation whether it's an investment property or in your own home is such a large investment that people don't want to necessarily pay extra for uh project managers and to have all these professionals on site because you're scrimping and trying to make it work whereas by cutting those corners and not using the professionals not getting advice from people like that at the very beginning like if, if your friend had have asked you joe or spoken to you first you know you know that would you would have raised those flags to her at the very on at the very outset um, and potentially have prevented all this happening not never a guarantee that it's all going to be a better growth and nothing's going to go wrong but by using the people that are leaning on the people that have the experience project managers investors etc then you're protecting yourself and your investment
1: yeah i think you're right so this bringing it back to like the human side of property element is just exact this really it didn't cause tension between me and my friend but i wish she had come to me because, you know, I would have I think the fact that they'd only been trading since October, because one of the first things I always do, if they are trading in, under a company, I will check company's house. And the fact they'd been only been trading since October under a really generic name and they claim to have won awards, I would have checked the awards to make sure that the awarding body was legit, that it existed. I would have checked that if they were a member of you know, this particular association, I would have phoned and checked all that on her behalf because... That's what you do. That's what we teach, you know, but she, do you know what she said to me? And it breaks my heart. She's like, Oh, I'm your friend, you know, in a personal capacity. I don't want to trouble you with any of this stuff because it's like, you know, that's not what our friendship's built on. But then because I said to her, I wish you'd come to me first, because I I probably would have raised a red flag on this particular company. Then I feel like I'm adding to her guilt and her shame by saying, I wish, you'd have come to me because really that's a very unhelpful statement (laughs) because you can't do anything about it now but what it did do I just said in future and going forward if you do appoint somebody else because this guy just you can't proceed involve me because the thing is her profession is is medical she works in the nursing and teaching industry and if I need teaching support if I need medical guidance or advice she's I'm happy to ask for that but for some reason with property. She was too, she said, I didn't want to bother you with it. But in doing so, at the point of due diligence, and I think so many people, particularly on the domestic side, fall foul of this, is they're just too scared to ask because they think surely how bad could it possibly go wrong? You know, like if I've looked at all the compare the such and such websites, if I've read the testimonials, it's good enough. But you know what? When retrospectively we've looked at the really what those websites showed again i would have raised my eyebrow on checker trade alone there were only seven reviews left seven months ago all around the same time only about three months after they'd launched the company so the average bill would you know talking between what three and four months how on earth could you have that many reviews you know based on the works you couldn't have possibly done that many jobs and also they, it was like, this is a particularly complex job and I love the way they came around. It's like, oh, okay, you wrote that yourself. Around the, like, it, nothing about it made sense. And, you know, so that, that kind of tension came up and I, I think that was very human and, and I, I really struggled. I didn't know what to say, you know, but I just, the way we've handled it is like going forward, just, just run it past someone who would probably know the right questions to ask, you yeah. know?
2: That's the thing, if people, Every, everyone's a property investor nobody needs to go to nobody needs a mentor nobody needs to have be trained on how to do it right because everybody knows how to do it right until yeah. they don't <laughs> and this happens and this is why you know this is why we went into education why we got ourselves trained to start with and why we work with mentors and coaches and we have this podcast is to you know to hang around people that know what they're talking about
1: yeah and it it, don't this kind of takes us into a slightly different area but don't you find this all the time is that you'll get the whatsapp message or you'll get like the um the facebook sort of someone just reach out and just say oh I'm thinking of buying this is it a good idea so I got one the other day a text message from um someone who they they just said oh if, if I bought a plot of land in Surrey And I just went for planning and built one of those flat pack houses kind of things. Is that feasible?
0: Yes and no. But this and was my answer.
1: I was like, it, it's, it's like asking how long is a piece of string? The answer is it very much depends. It depends on the land, it depends on the build, it depends on the council, it depends on what. Like It, it depends. And I was like, you can't, it's like everybody thinks they'll watch an, an episode of Grand Designs or an episode of Homes Under the Hammer and just think, oh, I could do that. And I think when it got bringing it back to the builder thing, that's lumped within that because you just think oh you know if I just do x amount of checks I'm sure it'll be fine but it's not it's as a professional you know the questions to ask you know which insurances your builders should have you know if they say they're VAT registered check it you know like and if they say they're not but then VAT's whacked up you just check everything and yeah it's a tough one it's really tough
0: it is, no, definitely. And speaking of builders, uh, the next door neighbour is uh, getting their loft, their, their roof redone. So uh, oh. for the next, the next few weeks, we're going to have bang, bang, bang.
1: Oh gosh! Well, at least it's property relevant. So if you're recording, it's definitely, episodes, definitely yeah. property
0: relevant, and probably less dangerous than your, um, you know, your loft above you. <laughs> um, at least it not above us. This is uh, to the side.
1: So hopefully no joists or soot coming through anything. Like
0: hopefully, hopefully not, and hopefully not a hammer coming through the through this.
1: <laughs> no flooding toilets. No trauma. No,
0: no, 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 not at all, not at all. They're only redoing their roof. They're not putting anything in it. So.
1: Uh... Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. In fact, I've got um, those those two neighbors where, you know, we had them on the podcast. Mm -hmm. God bless them. Um, I think they just feel in their heart of hearts that they just owe me forever. So um, do you remember the episode we recorded where Niall and I talked about how silly I was by not outsourcing any flat pack furniture building when it came to my own residence? Um, well, there there was one element of my flat pack wardrobe that needed building, and I couldn't possibly do it on my own. And so, because they just feel like they own me, they came round last weekend and just finished the final segment, which allowed me to put all of my clothes out of my suitcases into my wardrobes. And it has changed Yay. my life. Oh so, yeah, it's worth having your life disrupted by beams and joists and certain toilet yeah. uh, excrement because people do do feel bad. <laughs> people it paid they paid so yeah it's it's all good um but yeah I just i I've I just I really felt for my mate and I just think for anyone listening who's either had a bad experience with a builder um there is so much you can do um you know, even when it comes to claiming on your own insurances, if you've got them in place, yeah. it's just knowing. And a great website—this is where I'm getting super relevant—was um, which, so just which as a and as a, as a what are your consumer rights platform is so great, and it walks you through yeah. step by step what you can do. So, yeah, That's I would amazing. signpost people to that. But you, you can bring these people to justice. Um, and and can I also say, I phoned my builder because he went round to view a property for me last week and an offers in by the way I haven't told you boys that I've offered on a little cheeky little buy to let in Grimsby yeah oh and it's on my favorite road in Grimsby like I've I've always said I'm going to own a house on this on this road anyway that aside um he was um he was he was he was listening to what I told him about what these two lads had done and was absolutely devoured. he was like this is what gives us as a trade such a bad reputation he said i'm fighting against people's attitudes who assume that we would do something bad like that every day of my life and he's like and it just makes me sick he goes i would literally want to knock those people out it just makes him so angry and we do need to speak up in favor of you know really good tradespeople because they are everything when it comes to the success of a project
0: so much so very true so much so and uh yeah just having people you can trust it is it, that trust and I, I think it's very different doing a commercial project to doing a, your, your residential yeah um, because uh, you, if, if you're doing extension on your own home you do it once so you don't have that experience and um i i, I, I kind of feel that, that that that's quite likely to go go wrong because there's so much inexperience between the two part well, between the two parties, um, whereas when you're doing it as an investment, there obviously still the potential to go wrong if you're completely green at it. But as, as I kind of said, but these contractors should really be trying to maintain relationships to build, you know, to do further works. So I think you probably find it less or happening less on the investor side because um, I think it's. Well, I, I I know that some um, some builders they say I don't don't do that because it's um it's less money because investors scroll and scroll down on it um, and go well actually, I want good value let's do this and they get more involved. And whereas going for residential, they charge you know f- twice the price and and uh, no one no one kind of bats an eyelid really. They just go oh, that's expensive and they need to pay it anyway.
2: I yeah. think on that same thread, at the 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 builders that are more entrepreneurial and looking to build a, yes. a business and a career out of it rather than just a job here and a job there type yeah. builder those yeah. are the build those are the teams that will want to work with you long term whereas the type of builders that joe's friend has just met they don't give a damn
0: no, they're which is which is why they've got the swanky website with the awards and everything because they're trying to attract the, the one job uh they're not trying you know, it's not based around referrals you know your best builder probably doesn't have a website because they don't need one
2: exactly yeah
0: yeah which is which is quite which is interesting and um you know the builder that you want to speak to is going to turn up and go around and they're instantly going to be showing you that this is the project you're working on now this is the project we just finished you know would you like to come and have a look at it hey, can i speak can you, would you like to speak to these guys who are singing our praises you know um if they're doing that, then that's that's a good sign. Um, now, I've, I've had that before, where the first thing they do is they get out and they say, "These these are the projects. Would you like to come and see them?" And yeah, that's a big tick. Um, and it's the referral. It's the person who's had who's had the good experience speaking to them face to face and going and have a looking at it. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: And it's often Definitely. local, isn't it? It's on the ground, so you can actually, you know, when you're up, sort of with your in your investment area you know you can actually see locally what they've done because they're and the thing is they'll want to show it off you know they'd actually wanted like my builder when I first met him he just wanted to drive me around and say oh see that I did that see that Did that and he had um still does is a LinkedIn page and a, uh, da, 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 a Facebook page, Instagram, he doesn't do, but it's it, on his Facebook. It was just all about, you know, it was just pictures of him on the job. And, it, and and there were just like customer comments in response to the picture, oh, that's my project. Oh, it was so good, thanks so much. And it was legit, you know, it was legit. And I just thought that's someone I really want to work with. And Niall, no, picking up on your point about them having a business vision, I think so ages ago, do you remember we posted the 13 questions that you should ask your builder on our Instagram page, the property jam podcast, Instagram page, have a look at it. It's yeah. a wee while ago now, but one of the questions is what's your business vision? Cause if you ask them that they are thinking long-term and then you mm-hmm. can start to think about a long-term relationship with them. And if you can provide a pipeline of work that builds their business and in turn builds your portfolio, everybody's winning
2: yeah great job. it's
1: it's the job-to-job dickheads you just you know literally would set up a company dissolve it set up a company dissolve it and just literally leave a warpath behind them that are the ones you want to avoid yeah so yeah god i had a
0: question about it. i had a question about that because obviously you found this company on company's house what about the director was the director attached to like a thousand companies or was it <laughs>
1: yeah so this is i actually have left her to look into that and told her to do that so no. yeah um to be confirmed is the answer but my guess if you've been trading for 50 years yeah this is not your first rodeo okay. so yeah It couldn't be I couldn't No, be. you've you've been you've been director of multiple companies and done this multiple times um yeah yeah and i think it's also as well if it, if it looks too good to be true it probably is with a yeah. with a building firm i think because yeah. the trade and actually a bit rough around the edges that's just part of a trade you know and i i just feel like you're not looking for the pure polished you're looking for the authentic real you know so i don't know i mean that's very broad brush as a statement but mm, i don't
0: know yeah um so do you have any final words about rogue traders a couple of stories there no, did you want to add any uh, experience of rogue?
2: Well, not necessarily. What well, did you guess the word rogue? Then not to the extent Joe, that your friend has had. But we have had experiences before, and I think I may have mentioned it on that previous episode as well, where we had uh, builders on site. We didn't have our own project manager; we were using their project manager, um, and they were refurbishing a three-bed house into a five-bed HMO, but we're doing everything wrong. And it was probably one of our first HMOs as well. So again, inexperienced, a bit green, but these came recommended um, and they had been in the trade for quite a while. Um, So we had assumed without doing a lot of due diligence and background research that they would be able for the job. Um, But there was a massive fallout within themselves in the company. So the project manager got sacked and it was a a couple that were working together and their relationship was breaking down so i think it was a combination of everything and um yes yeah, so we we realized that the, the what they were doing on site was completely wrong <laughs> it had to be redone um,
0: then there was a problem with To their... be fair they they did, they did put it right they did put it right because yeah. they because they were because um, they were recommended and that we were friendly with them they actually did go and sort it out the project manager we didn't know and he i think that was the issue
2: yeah and then to top it all off, then there was a problem with fraudulent activity on their bank account, and we lost about was it about eight grand or something? For, it was gone for about six weeks. And yeah, we did we did eventually get it back minus an admin fee, yeah. but yeah. um, but we still that at that point then because they still needed to get paid, we had paid the money into what we assumed was their bank account, but there was fraud happening someplace, so then had to raise money again to pay them. So you know that. That's I think everything and anything that could have gone wrong with that project went wrong with it um, mm. and maybe it wasn't all down to the building, maybe it was a, com- a combination of several things, but really give us a better taste in our mouths for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think
1: Matt you flags a really interesting point earlier as well it's like you've got that spectrum of rogue haven't you mm, so you've yeah. got the. You've got the more what you're talking about now is like, where well, they just maybe don't quite know what they're doing or they've just screwed it up a little bit and, or they're just being a bit cheeky. Or they, or they, like the, or, or they can't, can't or they, they can't manage
0: people. They can't manage
1: people. Yeah. 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 All of that. It, it sort of sits sort of like, that's like one end to mid end, like mid end for me is like, is where they're down in tools, you know, and they're walking off the job or they're not turning up and you've got delays and all that kind of stuff. That feels like we, we've all experienced that, um, you know, and I, I remember I had, do you remember that story I told you about um what a carpenter I had on one job and what he was doing, where he had been subcontracted by my main contractor, he was try he was cheekily invoicing me for works done whilst also invoicing my my contractor for works done but actually it was the same job and just trying to make out that it felt it fell under both of our remits when it didn't and um got caught caught out and also was saying that he was on site and invoicing for time when he actually wasn't on site which and these are all learnings because then in response to that I put a log book on site which you know where people were just documenting when they came in and out and all the rest of it which you know there was some resistance to but it solved the problem so yeah, but so there's that end of the spectrum, which I think is par for the course when it comes to investing and finding a good team. But then I, I think what takes this one into a whole completely different realm is the criminal element of it and bringing it back to the human side of property, the violation. Mm-hmm. How yeah. are you? That, that's, that's someone breaking into your house and violating your space. And that is just, I've honestly, my heart just goes out to how I have to this day, I've never heard anything like it so it will be resolved and I think the departing piece of advice I'd give to anyone is first and foremost know your rights go and find out your rights so you know systems advice go on the witch website see what steps you should put in place but know you're not alone that you have got backing providing you play the game and a bit like you were saying stringing that builder along you're not stringing them along you're playing the game so that you don't come out of this damaged financially or otherwise um, so yeah, but
0: in that kind of regard, they've been playing you for a while. So play play them back a little bit, and, and as you say, use it give and yeah. take.
1: Oh, yeah. the wrong game, right? Exactly, and I love that. You know, when you've got that secret one-upmanship and like they don't know oh my god the power it's like you're clawing back the power and they don't even realize and you're like oh my god i'm so smart and you don't even know how smart i am <laughs> you think i'm just a client who's just you know you've pulled the wool over my eyes but actually i'm out playing you bitch <laughs> <laughs> i love that it's like my favorite thing but yeah i think just know your rights and execute them accordingly and it will all come out in the wash so yeah yeah what a drama though
0: yeah well um that is a drama that we'll have to continue and uh you yeah, know watch this but to be continued to be yes. continued i'll keep you posted on progress yes yeah definitely maybe we'll do a, a property jam extra um with it, with an update yeah. i'll get
1: i'll get her on when this is all done and dusted i'll get my mate on so she can actually she can treat property jam like property therapy i think she's going to need it after this bless her, bless her yeah,
0: definitely. <laughs> well that's if she wants to air her um <laughs> wanked upon laundry and <laughs>
1: very funny i mean not but very good
0: well on that note uh, i think we're <laughs> going to wrap up today so that would be um <laughs> a goodbye from me
1: it's a goodbye from me It's a goodbye from me too